0: By Sports Interaction, Canada Book. What, what what was that? What was that? Thank you for being with us, everyone, for staying up for everyone in Vancouver. You had to stay up a little longer. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain about the the airtime there. I'm not from Toronto. I'm not that entitled. But we will get into it in a little bit. And oh, I just saw myself. Sorry, I got to cover myself up. Being a little too revealing. We're gonna bring uh, you know him on, from Twitter, the Stanchion. We're gonna bring in our great guest in just one moment. We're gonna get right into it. That was. Absolutely nutty. I did, oh, I redecorated a little bit. So we have our Yanni Ninaba nameplate and then I have the Game Over sticker. I'm trying, I'm trying to get decorative. I see everyone in the chat. Thank you very much for joining us. We're gonna get right into it. There was so much to talk about. I'm not sure if that was real, or not. But uh, it was fun. It, it was fun. That's the cool thing about the the Habs this season. It's pure chaos. It's like those nights from high school. You remember little blurbs of them. You think you had fun, but you wake up with a broken ankle. All right. So we're going to get into it in just one moment. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Let's see if I have this memorized. Okay. Want to bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sports book. Uh, the NFL's in full swing. World Cup is going on. Crazy World Cup. A lot of fun there. And obviously, the hockey season is happening. Or we might be stuck in the Matrix because that was kind of messed up, that game we just saw there. That might have been a simulation. Uh, you can bet pregame, live in play. There's prop bets in there. Is Caulfield going to outscore Matthews? Probably not. But it's funny to see Leafs fans stress about it. You can, uh, it's made for Canadians by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteractions.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteractions.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. As per usual, I never introduce myself, but my name is Martin Dumont. I am the host for Game Over Montreal when we kick Andrew out of here. We have Wyatt coming up in just one moment, and... I always forget because I'm a thousand years old, but you got to smash the button, you got to like it, and do all that stuff so that our uh, Steve doesn't punish me. Because if not, Steve comes in and he throws rotten tomatoes at us. Let's bring Wyatt in. How's it going,
1: buddy? How are you doing? Uh, doing good, but if you're going to name drop Yanni Enema, I feel like I got to name drop. Uh, I don't- Dave Babich for the Canucks. I got ba- to Okay, receiver. but no, no,
0: no. You're going that's way too good of a mu- mustache. Sorry, bud. That's like No, 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 no. Um for who, who could you name drop? Who's that obscure guy Jeff Bukaboom? Was he He was here. He was a uh, he beat the Canucks in 94. Now you're just attacking me. That's
1: cruel. Shit. Why would that, you That was mean. Wow. My bad.
0: My bad. Wow. All right.
1: Jan Boules. We're going to stick with Jan Boules, right? Okay. Fair. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's an opposing blogger by that people with for for links as well and clicks. So again, you're really familiar with about Daniel Wagner, fantastic guy. But he's competition. You yeah. know what's, what's funny because
0: Booz became like this cult, no, like cult figure in Montreal. I didn't know he did the exact same thing in, in
1: Vancouver, but like, we, yeah. we
0: kind of like him, but we're
1: kind of laughing at him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's like, yeah, he also like piggybacked a guy in Vancouver. That's how he kind of rose to fame here by jumping some guys back uh, like Yoda. It was weird, but you know, we love our, our obscure stories over here too. That so. is four goal scorer. Jan, Jan, Jan yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Okay. can forget the four goals. Sorry. No <laughs> Against <disrespect>. the
0: Philadelphia <laughs> flyers. So we got everybody in the chat. Um, we got Colin McDonald, who's watching from Vietnam. Um, yeah, sorry. I, sorry. I know I'm, I'm, I'm exposing a little too much skin here, but hey, it's two o'clock in Montreal, so that's what happens. We're, what do you guys want us to talk about? We have Lindsay's in the chat. We have all our regulars. I, I, I wrote down topics here, but what do you take from that chaotic whatever that was game?
1: I feel like between these two teams, it was like destined to end this way. You know, two teams trying to find their way, trying to rebuild in their own way. And uh, like if the Canucks got up for nothing, I would not have believed that lead would have held and probably wouldn't have. So it it feels like the perfect kind of game for these teams to have, just like chaos everywhere and defense kind of out the window and getting the offensive push there. And you know, we had some some good clips of Boudreaux getting real angry. So it was a lot to talk about. I mean, again, when it was for nothing, those games I thought maybe I should you know write about a boring, bland game. But I'm kind of glad we had this. Head, head tilt makes it more interesting to talk about, that, that's for sure.
0: I, I got I got real arrogant at 4-0. Like, I, I, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter, like, hey, say nice things about Vancouver. Like, oh, fuck. I'm being that guy from the East that's like, well, you know, they also have apartments over there, and they have, like, elevators. and oh. It's got temperate weather. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Some say it rains a lot, and, but, you know, they have good food and whatnot. Yeah. Um, one of the things I, I think that fans have talked a lot between these two teams, and, and the score doesn't matter in this context, is where they're at with their rebuild. I think, in my opinion, the Canucks essentially are kind of holding back on what the Habs did last year. Is that what the vibe you're getting out of Canucks fans?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's ever since kind of Jim Banning took over, it's kind of been a long-standing debate. Like, what are they ever going to do an actual rebuild? And for years, that was the running joke that they would never use the word rebuild. And the most we got out of them one time, they admitted, okay, maybe it'll be a retool. And it's like, oh all the, right. GMs so. <laughs> don't say that word anymore,
0: right? It's it's a yeah, bad word
1: it's a band where I, I'm sure for owners, it means like potentially losing money from ticket sales or the team does bad, but I don't think, you know, hockey men give enough credit to the idea that a fan base will support a rebuild. As long as you have a plan that you lay out for the fans. And that's all Vancouver fans really want. Like they are a very loyal market. And yeah, sure. We get mad at stuff, but fans just want to know a no plan. And right now the plan has been the no plan plan where every year, you know, we've got these big contracts they keep trying to push for the playoffs. And even this year, the fact they're doing so poorly, like that's good for them in a way, because they get a better traffic, but like yeah. everyone's waiting for them to kind of figure it out, scramble back in like they did in the game today. And you know, push for that bubble spot where they either just make the playoffs or just fail to make the playoffs. And then they're still stuck in the middle. And that's kind of the, the fear of every Canuck fan right now is that this team will just forever be perpetually stuck in the middle ground, never really gaining ground and never really being bad enough to to get the, the Bedards of the world or the high draft picks.
0: You know, what's funny, and I guess I can say this now because, well, yes, I no longer work for the Habs and yes, they fired me, we, that's been covered. But the reason they hired me was uh, Jeff Molson heard me on the radio one morning, and I was going all in on saying, Hey, shit or get off the pot. It was a five minute segment saying essentially, You know, you're walking that line, and I get it, but the, like fans stop treating fans like idiots. And I feel like now with the change in Montreal, that's sen- like the, the blaming the fans part is an excuse. Let's be perfectly honest. Vancouver fans would be fine with a proper rebuild as long as you're honest with them. And I
1: think that goes for any Canadian market. No, hundred percent. That's the thing with this team. Like you have them saying like, oh, like, I don't know if the team, uh, this market can handle it. And this, this market deserves to, to see some wins. So we're going to kind of push and go in and everyone's like, no, 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 no. Don't sign someone just to get into the playoffs sign for the long term. You that's mean like Ekman Larson that's going well, right? Oh, I, I, we'll get to them later. Oh, man. Uh, but I will say, like, for me, my example I always use is, like, the Washington Capitals for the longest time had a great team, and they kind of had the rep of not yeah. being able to get done in the playoffs. But what they did was they built such a good team that gave themselves a ton of chances to win the Stanley Cup. And what happened? They won a cup, right? You give yourself as many tickets to the dance as possible, mm-hmm. and Vancouver's not doing that right now. Like, yeah, first round in the bubble was the worst thing this team ever did because it gave them hope. that like, oh, no, like we're here. We're ready now. Uh, and that's clearly not the case. It's funny because
0: I've always had that mentality with the Leafs that they should actually, and I know this isn't a Leafs or or, or a, a Capitals show. What what the Capitals did, they stuck to their guns, but it was for good reason, right? They, 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 they pushed away the idea that, hey, you gotta break it all up. And I actually think the Leafs should kinda keep doing that. Uh, even though I laugh at them on the side, I kinda think that's the same theory, but obviously the Canucks and the Canadians are not in the, you know, just not even close to that. But I do want to get your, your opinion because Habs fans are pretty excited about this rebuild. You know, we, when we look at guys like Caulfield and Suzuki, like there's actual talent there. What's your opinion as an outsider? Are we getting way too hyped about what's going on in Montreal? Because, you know, they're, they're already saying the rebuild's ahead of schedule. And I'm thinking, hey, look at the underlying numbers. Like it, it, you're going to hit a wall in a few months. But what's your opinion as an outsider?
1: Well, I think it's a good thing. It's kind of like mirrors a bit of Vancouver and that. Like, that's another thing I want to talk about, like rebuilds. Like if you get a couple of good young players, the fan base gets excited and they can see that, you yeah. know, over the horizon. And let's say even if it's like, you know, it's a bit of a smoke and mirror situation, it still gets the fans to buy tickets. Still kind of gives you time to figure out your roster. And let's say, you know, Montreal, Vancouver has a, you know, a decent season that it falls apart at the end. As long as you've got those younger players in the lineup that you can kind of rely on, that feels good. Like if you, if OEL has a resurgence here and has like a 35 if, point yeah. season, you're not, yeah. <laughs> when, not if. Uh, it's just like it's hard to get excited about like that guy. I don't think he's part of the solution here. But if you got someone like Quinn Hughes or Elias Patterson coming in and like having that great season, or you have Cole Caulfield just having a tremendous season, Suzuki just goes off. Like that feels good because that's those are guys that are going to be around a while. You can build around that. You can start looking at the pieces to bring in to kind of build up a roster. So again, for any team that's rebuilding, as long as you start getting these young guys in there, like it's whether you're going to those young players will be there for the full rebuild, or you can then trade them for parts, whatever it may be. Like that gets fans excited because the worst thing you can have, like, look at Vancouver. Bruce Brujo gets Bruce there at his chance. And all it was, was he came in the team started winning. They had some guys go off. Like that's, you just need a bit of a rush and fans will get behind you. And again, like this year, they haven't done that well. It's been a bad season and there's grumbling because of the nine years of anger here. But, at the is, end of the is day. that what it's at nine years of anger oh it's i mean it's because that's the thing under, like it was it feels like a novel like a horrible novel <laughs> yeah, i don't remember it's i that's, i've been covering the teams i started covering the team officially in 2012 so like i got on board when the team was going downhill Yay me uh so you've only known time. pain that's it you've <laughs> know. only known pain i've only known how to write pain um, and i'm good at it now but it's just yeah like for montreal it's exciting to see those own players because like that's good to watch and you see the base getting into it because that's that's what turns you know the, the fans and gets them on your side is like hey look we're rebuilding. Here's the future. Here's the plan. And that's the thing with Vancouver. Like, the weird thing about this city is that they don't bring in draft picks at all. Like, they trade away draft picks. They have, they've had probably the fewest draft picks of almost any of the teams. And it's like, Again, getting draft picks is just like giving yourself as many chances at winning the cup. Give yourself as many chances to hit on those second rounders or third rounders. And for Vancouver to kind of resist that, that's a part of the, the pain and suffering in the city. I,
0: I feel like it's it's insulting when when I hear GM say, you know, oh no, we have to go for it. We can't rebuild. No, to me, let's be I don't know if I'm but that's bullshit. It's it is complete and utter bullshit. It's just putting an excuse there saying, I know I'm not gonna succeed, but this is why I'm not allowed you're not allowed to criticize me. That's kind of how I see it. Now, I don't want to get negative on you because that was a big win for for the Canucks. But let's talk about what happened a couple days ago with Mr. Brock Besser. For those that don't know, okay, I'm going to recap real quick. Um, It was, um, and I believe Ruth Boudreaux, when he says he didn't know this, but it was Hockey Fights Cancer Night. They were pulling Besser out of the lineup. We all know his father, Duke, um, he passed away in May. It was a really important game for him. He had family there. He was going to miss it uh then it was what the go to joshua got minor injury this is a guy who has three times fewer points they put besser in he game time goal they go on to win it but he also requested a trade and you know when it gets to that point when the trade is public when the when the the agent leaks it and i could be wrong you can but that sounds like it's getting pretty serious so what's going on with him and and
1: how can the canadians acquire his services <laughs> well i mean he's almost the perfect situation for uh exactly you know, low cost high risk uh, no, it's a low risk uh, high reward kind of guy he's right he's got now, the age he- man yeah, like, again, like, in the worst case, you're getting a Michael Ryder type player who can score goals for you. But, like, hey. if he takes off, like, hey, Michael Ryder, he's a good player. And, like, it would say a Thomas Vanekamp guy, like, I always viewed Bester as a guy that, like, yeah, I can go score goals. There's always talk about him maybe being a 34-year-old guy, but whether well, it was injuries and there was an infamous back injury where he got hit into an open uh, bench by the uh, by the bench, open door by the bench that took his back out. And it feels like his yeah. a Once injury, you have like a back he- injury, man it's yeah daniel sedino is all about that his game suffered for a couple years too from back injury like back injuries just oh man like eric Daze. i think we could just list players that have had back injuries name dropping those back injuries yeah no and it's one of those injuries where i'm like oh no they'll
0: never recover from it sorry man i like yeah 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 but 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 is he is he is it legit anger right now like is it is it he's done with vancouver and and it really seems like that's
1: it once you go public man there's no coming back is there I mean, I think there might be, but I think the fact that like, hey, his agent can just kind of start facilitating trades is not a good sign. It also means that his, his value is pretty low. And for the, you know, Vancouver fans, it's kind of tough that, you know, Brock Besser, not saying he's going to be a world beater, but the fact that you're now trying to deal him at his lowest value and like you're hearing the rumors are like, oh, they'd be lucky if they get a third for him. Like that's is, is the Jeff
0: Petrie situation, basically, in Montreal, yes. kind of soured and you're like, man, he's good, but we're, we have to move him at his
1: lowest possible value exactly and like it's a no-win situation and for brock yeah i, I bet you he will have a bit of a resurgence and for, if i'm any team in the nhl yeah the 6.5 million that's that's a bit of a tough contract but yeah. if you look at the potential chance for him to turn around i think it's pretty good right and it's like two years left in his deal it's not like it's like an eight-year deal yeah. there's a lot of maneuverability there i think that's something that if you're yeah montreal any calgary anyone out there i would be trying to pick him up because from what you're hearing yeah the prices seem pretty low and well wow. it, it's, it's for brock it's just kind of like yeah like there's a lot of this off ice news you're hearing about whether it's like the rachel dory situation or the brock Besser, you know getting mm-hmm. Healthy scratch situation. It feels like there's just more like negative news off the ice than positive on the ice, and that's never a good look for a franchise.
0: Well, listen. I mean, with Montreal, let me just Google the carry the latest carry price drama. Yeah, what so so, today. I like, uh, oh, which, no. which, which, by the way, I know a lot of people. I was getting, I was getting wrecked by both sides. That's how I know I'm completely wrong there when I'm just getting destroyed by both sides. I grew up a hunter, but again, not big on uh, you know selling guns on massacres. But we're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into that right now. Um, I I look at Brock Besser and I say. At his age, he's the mentor I want for the Canadians. I don't want guys like that and, and and sorry, guys like Hoffman, et They're They're a little too past that great. You know, they'll be in their 32, 33. I look at Besser and I say, hey, yes, like 6.5 is a lot, but the Habs have about 35 million in dead cap space right now. So every time I hear these guys are, are too much, I think, okay, but you can trim fat elsewhere because Besser, you can actually get a return on your investment. What would it cost to acquire a guy like Brock Besser?
1: Well, that's what we're here we're here like we're like oh you're lucky to get a third or I anything no. capital is what it would take it's gotta be no, a first, right not here that's the thing like the, the again who you never know like, to be fair like, we don't know fully but like you're just hearing like the value is low and the fact that the agents try to facilitate it and we never know because Rutherford obviously he wanted well, we heard that he was looking to deal uh, JT Miller last season and he held on and the asking price was like sky high and eventually what were they asking him. from like uh, the first your best prospect
0: and a second or something like exactly that, the usual
1: yeah, yeah. like I want, I want like a roster player of value <laughs> almost and like and then a secondary player that a draft pick and it's like okay that's never gonna happen no. but good for you for shooting for the moon you're a fantasy football oh player. and lots, got, of like, <laughs> lots of teams are interested in him lots of teams, like line up yeah exactly so if Brock I mean yeah you'd hope they would get like I would, you know, I think for most Canucks fans would would want, uh, you know, defense being looked at. That's all. Which team doesn't? But in terms, of, it's either gonna be a draft pick or, or a defense because you know, forward wise, they can probably fill out the roster with what they got. And it's just for Brock. The only thing issue with his has been his skating. I think he's better defensively than people realize, but he just doesn't like, you know, like someone like Tyler Mott will be skating all the time. and look like he's working really hard. And it's like that
0: guy's working so hard. He's he hustling, but be he's because he's behind the
1: play or not. That's yeah, right. Like, like he's not really efficient. He's just inside. skating like this. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like hitting the glass like good for him go get Look him. him go man <laughs> yeah go get him tiger you're a champ and then something like Brock Besser tries to kind of be like the more of the cerebral he anticipates and, make- and he looks yeah. lazy for doing it Exactly, and that's kind of what the. I remember I learned that lesson with Alex, Alexander McGilney. Like he would yep. get hit for that, but he was just trying to be a smart player. And you know, someone like Elias Patterson, who was so good at that, he just has this this, this speed to kind of make up for any bad reads. And Brock doesn't. So if he gets beat, all of a sudden people are like, oh, this guy's terrible. He's terrible. But last season he was really efficient with Tanner Pearson, mm-hmm. and I think he can be a good fence player. But I think this this year, right he's, he's Yeah, to be fair, he's not played well. Uh, He has had some injuries, had the off ice issues in terms of like, just kind of going through tough life moments. And I think it's a perfect chance for a team to come in and like, Hey, maybe you get a 25 goal score for, for the chief, honestly. Well,
0: and I'm looking at the Habs right now. They've, they're doing that with Monahan. They're doing it with Kirby doc. And it, maybe I'm just getting a little greedy because most of these recoup projects usually fail miserably. I mean, the Leafs remade Galchenyuk, and obviously he's better now, but most of the time when you try to, you know, recoup these guys, it goes horribly wrong, but I just don't see why like, and and I'd like to get the input from the chat. I'm not gonna take another button down. I'm actually gonna put another button up, Sarah. Sorry, this is you don't want to see this too much. You don't want to see my French Irish hair too much. But let us know if you'd like Brock Besser and the Canadians and Canucks fans. Let us know the price, because if it's a third round pick, I'm gonna I'll, I'll drive to Vancouver right now yeah. and and go it, pick them up. I, I it feels low.
1: <laughs> okay, so what's the next step for Vancouver? Is it this perpetual okayness, like like? Okay. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You heard Rutherford and Alvin talking about how like yeah, maybe this the city deserved to see some wins, and then then they resigned Miller to that huge deal. So it doesn't feel like they've shown us um, anything to see that they're going to rebuild. And yeah, technically they can still trade JT Miller before his no trade kicks in next season. But like hockey doesn't really do those kind of bold moves that often. So I doubt it would happen. Well, Orban. I mean
0: it happened to Subban, right? That's the only I can yeah, think of that right can before his no move but... kicked in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it can happen, but like to have the deal just signed and then have it happen like right there, you'll get that old lockman like, oh, we can't do that to a guy who gave him our word, sort of thing. Uh, and then you know you look at just like Bo Horvat, either pricing himself off the team, maybe don't be anymore. Um, the good news is like because he's like he's got his 20th goal right now. Like technically, if you do want to trade him, there'd be a lineup of people to try and get a center. Like teams would line up for Bo Horvat mm-hmm. um, if they oh, do God, move yeah. on from him. Yeah, Sean like,
0: Monahan's about to go if if he's not injured. Which by the way, I don't know what the Habs are playing him right now. He's injured, but. From what I heard from several like solid sources, I'm not a big rumor guy, is it's going to be an easy first round pick, like easy that they can pick up at the deadline, which kind of blows my mind. This is a 15 point player, but centers are
1: going to go for a premium oh, a center, a captain, a guy that you know is, like, not going to embarrass you off the ice, and the guy that's, like, a you know, real good guy in the locker room, like, that's an easy price, because then, like, then you can resign him to, like, a good six, seven-year deal. Like, that's in, kind of an easy guy to trade, and it would be at his highest value, because I don't think he's going to be this guy. Like, he's on pace for, like, I don't know, like, 69 goals or something like this. Like, he's not going to be that guy nice. all the time. <laughs> yeah, nice, right? Exactly. So, I, I do think that, yeah, I think obviously center depth and defense are the two biggest things for any franchise. So, if the Canucks are trying to stay in it, they would want to keep Bo. But, again, like, this core has been around for a while if they do want to move forward and if they traded Bo got a huge return like that's still that's that's probably a step in the right direction as hard as it might be for some canuck fans to hear yeah well and
0: and it's bold though let's be honest but now in the nhl that's actually if you you know your window isn't as long i think a lot of these gems think you have a five or eight year window and i don't know if that's true anymore right so it feels like the canucks could actually do you don't want to use rebuild because they all lose their minds but a retool on the fly or whatever the hell you want to call it um, okay. You know, and again, they're calling me a prostitute on the chat and that's only on Sundays. Okay. That's only on Sundays and, uh, and there's deals. So uh, I wanted to talk to you about um, just the reaction in, in general for tonight. When, when Canucks fans see that, are they happy or are they kind of like, what just happened there? Like, are they, is this a win you're proud of? Or, and this is an honest question. I know I'm sounding really condescending and patronizing right now, oh, no, but no no like, no! is this a good win for Vancouver?
1: No, it, it's weird because Vancouver's got that weird, like, yeah, love-hate relationship with the team. So when, like, when they win, they're like, of course, the playoffs are back on, but no one knows if they're being serious or not. Like, yeah. things were, like, you give yourself enough room to be like, just kidding. Or was I? Like, I <laughs> Sounds pretty familiar. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So I think, like, there's a lot of uh, snark uh, on Canucks Store. There's obviously some fan base, uh, fans here that like, just want to see the team win and that are happy and stoked and some that do believe the playoffs back on. But I think for the most part, a lot of them are kind of realized that, like, hey, like, you know, both teams are kind of rebuild tooler right now. This yeah. is just kind of par for the course, what kind of game it was going to be. And no one's taking the results too seriously one way or the other. <laughs> well,
0: I, I, I just look at it and I, I, it bothers me so much when I see a club kind of just, but every single NHL, the NHL team does it nowadays. Let's be perfectly honest when it comes to, to not being able to commit. That's why I'm excited when I see Ken Hughes, what was your reaction when Ken Hughes came in as GM for the Habs? Cause I, I, I was working for the Habs at the time. So I had to spin it into something good. The back of my mind was 100 years old, saying, "Who the hell is this guy? He, you know, he can't coach. He has no experience." I was being old man hockey. Were you expecting him to come into Montreal and just kind of stick
1: to his guns and not really give a crap what the old hockey, you know, the old boys were saying? That's so refreshing because, like, I, I mean, I do wonder, like, if Weber's get hurt and if Price doesn't get hurt, like, would they have kind of stuck to their guns and be like, okay, try, like, they, would have, like have, yes, "They would, would have, yes, they, they would have." Like, okay, they would 100%. have. Hundred percent.
0: <laughs> I like i know this yeah 100 <laughs> but now we get to praise them for what they did do <laughs> okay okay
1: okay fair. fine circumstances helped them out but um 100 if
0: weber was healthy and price was ready they're retooling and going i'm telling you right now yeah absolutely okay yeah. i mean uh, all right fair enough
1: <laughs> but hey yeah, they pivoted need... right that's and that's what i like about it is that a, a, new, it... a new situation came and they adapted and that's not that, that there's to be credit to be given for that. Cause that's the thing about when Mike Gills was here, like he was always trying to find different ways to so win. And hockey is one of the, like the slowest sports kind of adapt. But you see in the NFL, like a first rounder after a year, like people, team's are like, ah, oh, let's move on. Like, so ready to move on, right? like, Second day of cap, they're like releasing yeah. their their, yeah. their, their yeah. first round pick. Like. like a quarterback goes first over like, all oh, right, next year ah, he's not the quarterback we wanted. And we saw it happen like once in hockey. Like that's the thing that's weird that like, Mike Millbury was kind of cutting edge. Like he had D Pieters like, no, Lolongo was the guy. And like, yeah, you know, or like, Long the other way around, but like I think that like you know, he was wrong. But but like the the method was there to be like yeah i think i can get better and i, I shell is kind of so resistant to that sort of thing like oh no this is slow play slow play so for, for people to come in and kind of buck the trend like for me i was with gills like he was mocked for talking about like let's find out sleep doctors and get our sleeping pattern like we had to travel so much we want to get like good uh, sleeping pattern and rhythms in and people yeah, make, your circadian rhythm doctor? it's an actual yeah. thing like yeah yeah and it's an actual thing now teams are all kind of using it because it's like yeah why wouldn't you want to get an edge it costs you nothing find any edge you can and there's so much of hockey that's like old school kind of like no 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 we can't that's not the way to do things. So for Montreal, yeah, to like kind of buck that trend, but like anything like that, that bucks any of the old school traditions, like that's usually a good thing.
0: <laughs> I okay, yeah, and and we're being reminded because again, I'm the worst at this. You gotta you gotta like or subscribe or else I don't know the, the the Google gods will will shut down my my late night internetting. I'll take one more button if we get to thirty likes, okay? That's the deal. One more button. We're getting <laughs> sexy late at night. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I need to know here um, when we look at the Canadians for that run. I want to go back a little bit. I saw the Canes run through the cup, and again, I'm a house fan, so I'm going right back to the, you know, how awesome was it when we were awesome? Um, I always thought the media actually did a pretty crap job on that outside of Montreal, because all they were saying the entire time was this team shouldn't be winning. Have we lost a little bit, oh man, I am a thousand years old, but a little bit of the magic when, when things go wrong according to the projections? For example, Nick Suzuki this year. He's scoring on every third shot. We know he's not going to score on every third shot for the rest of his life, but we're half are being told you can't enjoy it. This is not fun. This is not good. It doesn't matter that it happened. Have we reached a point a little bit where projections are kind of ruining reality? And again, I know I sound a thousand years old in this, but I often get annoyed when I see people say that shouldn't happen. Well, guess what? It did happen. I understand it shouldn't happen. Is, is that, is that, or, or am I just being bitter in
1: general? I think, the, just especially for the fandom, with, with social media, it makes it real easy for someone to kind of come along and statistically try and take a giant dump on you and be like, well, that's not going to last, or this is going to be good enough. And you see it, with, obviously, with, like, Corvette and same thing, like, he, you know, stream percentage is too high, it's going to come down to earth. And yeah, you're probably right, but... Uh, I think it's just as long as hockey clubs aren't making decisions that are like, oh, like this guy got like sixty goals, he's for sure a locked for the rest of his career. Like that's where the trouble comes in. But if you're a fan, yeah, you gotta try and enjoy those moments because yeah, a lot of sports is luck, right? That's why you want as many chances at they can as possible because how many times is a, a good team lost because of bad luck? Like twenty eleven. Let's go back to our old days of all our cup runs that are failed for these franchises. Um, you guys have won a couple, I guess. But
0: oh, I mean, and I mean the Canucks. <laughs> the, I mean they should have done. Yeah, and let's we can
1: even bring it out. San Jose should have won four cups by now. You know they were yeah, probably the, yeah. the least they lucky were such team. a good yeah. team. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's a stanchion goal. That's why I got a career, right? It's just, these things have happened where it's just like bad luck comes in and you just kind of give yourself as many chance to win. And during a season, yeah, there can be players that go off and then people tell you, oh, it's like, I've heard that too. Suzuki, oh, whatever. It's not going to sustainable. I'm like, sure, I, I get that. But like, you just still be able to enjoy it and, and be able to talk about it. You just, it's just so hard to even tweet at one thought while the people come along and be like, enjoy it while well, you can because it's not going to last. Like, okay, relax like like there's definitely something lost that's why we still watch
0: right and i mean yeah and it's annoying because i was kind of the forefront of hey hey old guys listen to the numbers and now i'm kind of here and i'm and they're and now i'm the guy that they're like hey hey old man like shut up you got to listen to the numbers so i i get it and they are saying here i'm a very bitter person you you guys don't even know how bitter i am i'm still (laughs) upset at things that were done in the late late 80s there you know what i mean so okay why why you're, you're a big wrestling fan,
1: apparently? Oh, uh, very much so. Very okay, much
0: so. so if I, like, Bam Bam Bigelow era, what are we, what are we going at here? Like, when, what,
1: what was your, me, yeah, it Burn was, Bam um, Bam me was, was
0: obviously, yeah. you know, Ultimate Warrior era and before the Entree the Giant. That's where I was big into wrestling
1: yeah i hit bret hart was kind of got me into the canadian stuff and him being like his little run and eventually being like uh you know face in canada and a heel uh in the states it yeah. uh, was great so that his run is a yeah that was the, probably the, one of my favorite eras.
0: i got to uh i had Sami Zayn on for the montreal canadians which oh, is really yeah, cool and i can say this now awesome. One of the things is he became a huge fan during the playoffs. And then we had Owen, um, oh, excuse me, his, the other guy from uh, Kevin Owens. Yes, Kevin Owens. Yep. They were chirping each other on Twitter. And we had him live. And, and I told the Habs we have to capitalize on this. Let's go, let's go. Let's get them involved. Like, this is free. I don't think you understand how big wrestling is. They shut it down. But I brought Sami Zayn up to the, uh, the press box. And we're walking. And he starts pointing. I'm like what? He's like Montreal screwjob. I was sitting right there for the Montreal screwjob. <laughs> oh, you know what amazing. I mean? So it was pretty cool <laughs> to me that I'm looking up at this superstar, and he's he went back to being a little boy and being like, "That's where Bret Hart got screwed." I was sitting right there, so yeah, that was a uh, that was one of my fun. I, I I can't really I don't know much about wrestling now. I have to admit I am the like old days are better, but uh, it seemed now there's a whole new league, right? It's what AEW?
1: AW, i I'm not as big into the, the pro stuff anymore. I got involved in the indie scene in Vancouver. There's something like, okay. kind of like when you watch like uh, the World Juniors, the NCAA, there's something freeing about like being a bit removed from the big business well, side that's, that's, that's
0: happening like, in Montreal right now. One of my friends, there's a big indie scene that's
1: growing yes. in Montreal. Oh, great. There's a great scene out east and it's awesome. If you ever want to see a show, but like it's, just, it's so like just fun mm-hmm. and like innocent and uh, enjoyable. Like I went and saw a show in Vancouver, first one many years ago, and it was just, I was just blown away by how like invested the crowd was. And, and how you know what? People
0: allowed themselves to have fun. I like that
1: you know what i mean yeah oh yeah exactly they're not giving They've had stats that guy's not gonna hit two power bombs in a row <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> he's, he's gonna regress pretty quick on those yeah. all right hey listen I, I and i
0: know we have a good amount of people watching but we're gonna keep this pretty quick we've been on the air for already 26 minutes um i want to thank everybody on the uh, uh, uh on the chat you guys are amazing for for hanging out with us until the end you gotta like the button oh and we got the 31 so i i gotta i gotta the button uh, down no, I don't want to show any nudity, though. We don't really <laughs> shut down. Uh, Wyatt, where do you think the Canadians will finish this year? Because, hey, statistically, I'm going to be the... They shouldn't be doing this good. They shouldn't be over 500. Where do you think they end?
1: I think they're going to regress. They're going to be outside the playoffs and get one of those top 10 picks. Why are happen. you ruining my notch? <laughs> I, sorry. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, that's a better spot to be in. You want to hope that happens. Like, you don't want that bubble spot like Vancouver. It's like, run from that. How Habs <laughs> did that for 10 years. And, it, it, yeah, it, you know, it, the and then they had no is.
0: development on top of it. So, yep, you know, bad. and this year... When we look at the top guys, I don't know about you, and, and I've already I'm not as smart as all the young guys looking at the prospects, but goddamn, that's a good draft. Like that is
1: yeah, an all-time draft. What about the Canucks? Where do you think they'll finish? Uh, I mean, I always assume they'll get that weird bubble spot just outside the playoffs, but I just think that with everything going on and potentially the, the locker room being, you know, not as you know focused as years pass, I think they're not gonna do that well. I think it would be like maybe potentially ten or eleven pick for them this year. What about
0: Joel Edmondson for Brock Besser, done deal. He's, hey, hey, Joel Edmondson is rough. He's he's physical. You want him? On- we already have a Luke Shen. We're good with, the, with our tough guy. We're good. <laughs> I can't believe someone was saying the is Luke Shen still plays? Like, yeah, man. He just took the lead for hits like all time or was that, or no, in one game? All time or? for
1: defensemen. Yeah, he's, he's, he beat up Brook, Brooks Orpik for the most hits by D-man. All time. Uh, yeah, all time for D-man. He's like within shooting distance of 3,000. He's like 50 away from 3,000 career hits. So you know he's, what? He's, he's, and uh,
0: I mean, I know this guy took a lot of crap. Actually, he was quite good when he was younger and, he was in, and he's lost some fights, but he's won. But that's impressive as hell. Like that is... Good for oh, he him. reinvented
1: himself. Like the whole story, like he almost was out of the NHL, and he kind of found his step in Vancouver. And then goes on to win two cups of Tampa Bay, and then returns to Vancouver, where he's like a, a cult hero. Like that's a pretty impressive comeback for a guy that almost retired at age twenty nine. Like, and again, he talks about how he works with Gary Roberts to kind of like reinvent his game, take an extra second, make the right pass, and not just like chase hits. Like he give him got to give him credit for like figuring out a way to stay in the league.
0: I love that, and it's teaching me because oftentimes I make you know just okay, this guy's that, this guy's that. And then I, like for example, Arbor Jackeye in the minors, I am watching him, and I am like this guy will never do anything for the Montreal Canadiens. And then he's actually been statistically one of their better players. So it's always good to be able to readjust your adjustments. And and I mean, if you cover hockey, you know, as well as I, we get so many things wrong. That's, that's like,
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. We can be wrong all the time. If if you're not, if you're not wrong,
0: you're not, you're not actually trying. You're not in the right industry. Um, Okay. Oh, is is
1: getting traded? Apparently that's what the draft is saying. To, to relax he's i mean that that would be a guy that if you were going to trade like there were going to be teams lining up to, to trade for him unless it just happened right now and i'm not aware of it um but yeah he's I think the guy that, would...
0: that a lot of teams will think joel edmondson is but he's actually he'll provide good value oh, he's
1: got two stanley cup rings for the leadership and he's throughout the hits and he's like again it helps like with quinn hughes that's a bit of a secret ingredient a to all bit. this <laughs> but he has like i think if you're looking to add him for like a second rounder like teams will pay that easily because like everyone's looking for defensive depth for a playoff run
0: and that's why Joel Edmondson should be on your team yeah, for yeah. at least. First round for Joel Edmondson. <laughs> hey, and your best prospect. And a B prospect, just yeah, to like
1: right? just to yeah. push it in there. Ask for the moon. As for the moon.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you everybody for watching. Honestly, that was fun. Hey,
1: why where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at the stanchion on twitter and uh if you ever want to read about the canucks or even tonight's game uh at canucks army i'm going to do the recap There's a lot of gifts a lot of videos it's not your traditional sports recap it's a lot of dumb like jokes and stuff so it's lighthearted and fun hey go check
0: it out Habs fans. go check it out tonight to get a bit of perspective because i don't think anybody really understood what the hell just happened so that's a good thing to go so go check out canucks army and thank you everybody on the chat make sure to like it all that fun stuff we'll be back i think the habs have a game tomorrow time has lost absolutely all meaning for me since the pandemic started so um We are in September. No, okay. There's probably a game tomorrow. If there is, I will see you there. Thank you very much, Wyatt. Thank you to everybody watching. That was awesome. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. All I got to say is you want to trade for Joel Edmondson. Have a good night, everybody. Salute.